Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople. Today, I've got a Brady Bunch of characters. If you could only see our screen, we've got four folks besides myself, my co-host, Allie. Welcome, Allie. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. And we've got two guests today. They are the co-founders of SDR Nation, which is an exclusive membership-based community for SDRs. And we're going to talk about that and why they started SDR Nation and the problems that they're solving. The co-founders are Michael Galliano. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me. Besides being a co-founder at SDR Nation, he is also the senior director of sales at Hashtag Paid. Uh, And I'm going to welcome the second co-founder of SDR Nation, Charlie Locke. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Charlie is the VP of sales at Hi Mama. But again, we're going to talk about SDR Nation today. Before we do that, I want to get to know Michael and Charlie a little better. So Michael, I'll start with you. Love to hear perhaps one of your favorite sales books or another way that you keep the saw sharp. So, you know, SDR Nation is a community and it's a group of SDRs and coaches. And so I'm a big fan of community. Um, So over the last couple of years, I've tried to immerse myself in different types of communities. Of course, meet people on LinkedIn and and have conversations with them off of LinkedIn. One earlier this year that I've joined is Thursday Night Sales, which has been an awesome experience. And I've learned from that. Revenue Collective, been an awesome membership as well that Charlie actually got me uh, into a little while back. And then as far as a book, probably one that Hasn't been mentioned, I'm going to guess, by Robert Greene, The 50 Laws of Human Nature. And I love The Laws of Human Nature because it's not about sales at all, but is is all about people and humans and psychology and what people are motivated by and why they are the way they are going back to childhood. Are there any of those kind of psychological influence and persuasion techniques that you know you found resonated particularly with you when you read the book? I think trying to approach every conversation and just understand that at the end of the day, each of us is really unique and comes from a very diverse background. And while we might just show up on a Zoom call for half an hour and meet that person then and there, there's a whole lifelong history behind that person and behind that call. And just keeping that in perspective that if someone shows up and they're very short with you as a a prospect try and appreciate the fact that you know maybe they didn't have a great day or maybe they come from a really challenging upbringing and keeping that perspective in mind, I think is important. Charlie, we'll turn the same question over to you. What for you is one of your favorite books or your ways to learn? I'll start with a favorite book. It's, it's not necessarily a sales book. It's more of a leadership book. It's called The Dream Manager. And uh, it was written by a guy named Matthew Kelly. It was recommended to me a while ago when I worked at Salesforce. And uh, fundamentally, it's actually just a fictional story about a company that does outsource janitorial services. So you can imagine they have a ton of turnover amongst their staff because it's probably one of the toughest jobs out there and you're not even working for a company um, or like some sort of organization itself. And so they had a lot of turnover and they decided to institute what's called a dream manager, someone who's in charge of essentially helping people realize their dreams, not necessarily achieve their goals. And there's a slight difference between dreams and goals. And I use that same philosophy when I work with all my managers and and teach them the same philosophy so that when they work with their reps, it essentially breaks down to 
how you create an environment to allow each other to expose weakness so that you can really open up and talk about your dreams and what dream state you want to be in the next four to five years. And then aligning everything you do in the day-to-day towards achieving those dreams. And it helps me build trust with people more than anything else. Um, Personally, I like learning from uh, communities too. Uh, You know, being a VP of sales, it's pretty lonely. So you don't necessarily have many people to learn from. Like your CEO probably wasn't a VP of sales. And so I tend to learn from my peers pretty often. And and I now have a really strong network of uh, other VPs of sales that I like to learn from. That's where I do most of that. Charlie, can we go back? I'd love to hear, you said there was a difference between dreams and goals. I'd love to go back and just very quickly do a a rundown on what that difference is. The main difference between dreams and goals, goals tend to be milestones that you're trying to achieve. And the way I define it, a dream is a state um, that you're trying to live in, in some sort of point in the future. So for example, I could say I want a house or I want a car or I want this much money or I want to you know, get to this job or what have you. And those could be goals where a dream is some picture that you've created in your mind of what you want to be doing at some point. So a dream state for me, for example, would be in 10 years, I'd like to be sitting on a dock with my kids, you know, swimming around me and um, it being a Wednesday afternoon and I'm not working. Frame for us how you guys got together and decided to do this. What were you doing at the time and why SDR Nation? For a while now, I've been scratching at the idea that there's a huge demand for SDRs in the market, yet there is no post-secondary education for sales, at least in Canada. And I know it's starting to form in the States, but it's uh, pretty far behind. When you look at the most uh, you know, sought-after jobs right now, doctors, engineers, or what your parents would want you to be when you grow up, salespeople are actually making more than these people right now. Still, the role in the career has a, you know, has a bit of a stigma around it that your parent would never say, you should get into sale because, you know, when they were growing up, that's where I think probably the folks that weren't great at school and kind of the, you know, the folks that were, I mean, you're a good talker, you know, that person's got really good instincts. They should be in sales, but it wasn't necessarily a profession that was sought after. And yet here we are, we have lots of really, really smart people from all these various different backgrounds who fall into sales. But with this challenge where no one's been prepared for the job before they actually get into it, And then when they do get into it, they probably have a manager that's been doing sales for probably two or three years and doesn't really have a lot of experience to help coach these reps. So you have this huge swath of demand for SDRs at one end with no enablement at the organizational level. And you have all these reps, these kids coming out of school without any sales training. And it's just created, unfortunately, a situation where most kids coming out of school don't really have a successful first taste in sales. And that's fundamentally what Michael and I are hoping to change is that we can make maybe just one or 2% more folks more successful in sales and happier in the career so that they stay in it long term and actually are just happier and more successful in their day to day. And that's really the mission of STR Nation. How did you and Michael discover that you two were the ones aligned over this passion project? Charlie and I have a, a good working history together and, and formed a, a great friendship from it. So we uh, worked together at a couple different companies before launching SDR Nation. I was at a, a startup called Flashstock as a senior salesperson a few years ago. And then Charlie was brought in as a VP of sales. And so our first time meeting was actually that he was my boss. And that's how our relationship started which is uh, an awesome start to the story. We worked really well together. The company ended up getting acquired. 
And shortly after that, at our, our new parent company, Charlie promoted me to a first-time manager. Speaking of first-time managers, we ended up both leaving and went to another startup, um, which is where I'm currently at, at, at Hashtag Paid. And Charlie was also the uh, head of sales, the VP of sales at, at Hashtag Paid while I was there. Um, but that's our background and, and history. We we learned over those two or three companies that we have a really good working relationship with each other. We have different strengths that I think balance each other really well. And there are different themes that we'd continue to talk about over the years that were important to both of us. And I think it was maybe mid to early last year where we started thinking about working on really long-term problems. And SDR Nation wasn't part of the discussion at that point. But uh, Charlie turned me on to this podcast from Naval, who has two or three-minute episodes, and he talks a lot about the theme of partnering with long-term people to solve long-term goals and make long-term decisions. And I think for us, we realized this year at the start of COVID that the challenge that a lot of salespeople face or new salespeople face around the stigmatism around sales and how people think about it, the perception um, needs to be changed. And this isn't going to be something that's solved in a year or two. It's probably going to take 20 or 30 years to solve. It's a big project. It's a big problem to solve. And we thought, you know, why not start at the beginning, really the entry point into sales, which for most people now is the sales development role and working really hard to bring incredible world-class coaches together because that's one of the biggest gaps that SDRs have is a lack of really good coaching. This maybe could be one way that we start to chip away at this big problem. We wanted to make sure that the the SDRs were supported by enough coaches. I think, you know, when we started looking at this daunting task of, okay, we want to create an experience for SDRs where they can get fantastic one-on-one career coaching. In that situation, it's always going to be a unique snowflake. There's always going to be a unique situation that they're in, a unique point in their career. And so there really wasn't a way to scale that with webinars or online, you know, one-way content or what have you. So we knew we needed a lots of folks. And we said, you know, why don't we bring in five or six others like ourselves that can just support one-on-one career coaches. So that's the first foundational layer that we're going to make sure every SDR gets a career coaching session um, each month from one of us. And then we'll be taking along that journey so that they help to document and actually for them to realize their dreams and realize their goals and realize how they're actually be able to hit some of these, you know, milestones of theirs or happiness points of theirs with that career coach. So that was the first criteria was, is this person a good coach? And do they have experience managing and coaching other SDRs? I think a good coach is really at the end of the day, someone that can do really good discovery with the rep themselves, but also expose their own weakness in doing so to make themselves relatable so that you can have a conversation that's actually full of the truth. Um, I think a lot of time when we have coaching conversations, your coach might ask you a question, but you're not going to give them the real reason for fear of being perhaps judged or, you know, have some sort of opinion or whatever, whatever it might be. So you basically have these interactions that are completely filtered. And, you know, the coach might give themselves a pat on the back afterwards and said, I did a great job. But 80% of the information they actually got back from the rep was bullshit uh, because that person didn't trust them. So, you know, for me, there's it needs to be a foundational layer of, of how they build trust. And do they know how to build trust? They know how to let down their guard to make it okay for the other person to let down their guard. 
And if that happens, then the real coaching can begin. Because then we're really talking about our deepest fears, our deepest issues, what's really going on. And we may not have the right answer as coaches, but just the fact that we can allow someone to unravel those knots, perhaps uh, verbally, is what it makes a great coach, I think. I'm curious in those coaching conversations, what are the most common types of questions that come up that you need to work through? You know, we decided to build channels and have a coach for each channel after doing a lot of research around the types of questions that we think SDRs are probably going to have. Those topics are, um, the first one is around personal branding and social selling. And so we have an unreal coach for that in Sarah Brazier. And so I think we're going to have a ton of questions and workshops and sessions around how to build a personal brand and, and really how to leverage Twitter and LinkedIn and, and any other social channel to build value to prospects. Our second channel is all around cold calling with Jake Harry from uh, North State, the VP of sales at North State. And Jake is phenomenal. So we're going to have a great channel all around how to nail something that I was totally scared to do in my first sales role, which was a, an SDR role about seven years ago at a startup in Toronto. We've got two other great channels, Inbound Sales, led by Jen Spencer, who's a VP Marketing at Smartbug. And then we have your Tools and Data channel with the campaigns lead at Tessian, uh, Ella Pelosi. And these are both two channels that I think are underinvested in in the SDR community, especially the, the Tools and Data as an SDR, we often found across the teams that we've worked with, the SDR or the AE that really knows their data, whether it's SalesLoft or in Salesforce or from some other tool, how to manipulate their data, know exactly where, where they sit, what the trends are. Those are often the SDRs or the reps that are killing it because they're very self-aware and they know how to solve their problems. And so those are two channels we're excited about. Um, and then we've got our career coaching channel co-led by Tyler Cole and Megan Suckling, two awesome individuals. Tyler is a sales rep at Sendoso and Megan is the global SDR leader at Shutterstock. And both of these individuals are going to be focused solely on the career coaching aspect. You mentioned that there's a 50-person cohort, give or take, for the initial cohort. Tell me more about that selection process. What did you look for? Similar to how we pick the coaches, which is essentially in a lot of ways like interviewing for an SDR manager. We went through a process of surveys and questionnaires, and we really were looking for key skills that we thought would be not only the types of SDRs that we think would be a good long-term fit for the community, but that would also give back to the community. More than anything, we want to figure out what great looks like for an SDR-based exclusive community um, at the end of the day. If people aren't getting value out of it, we need to change it. And so for us to do that, it, it was important for us to keep it small and figure out you know, what they like and what they want more of and what they don't like and what they want less of, and then start to open it from there. We had a guest on recently who manages a team of nearly 800 SDRs. And she was saying that one of the things that she has realized over time is that SDRs should not be promoted into SDR managers because that causes them a career hiccup because if they want to ultimately become AE managers, they won't have had that experience. So her rule for career is that you go from SDR to AE 
And then you can go from AE to SDR manager and then progress from SDR manager to AE manager, which really resonated with me. I'm curious about your guys' kind of career path advice for SDRs. And, and again, the types of questions that you get from people who ask for your guidance. I would definitely support that view um, simply because it would just leave more doors open for you. I do think, though, you know, if you really do know what you want, uh, the leadership route early in your career could be something that you go for. That means you need to want to really help other people to going out of their way, not only hitting their numbers, but going out of their way to help others. And also, but know those other people on their team, know their partners, know their dogs' names, know like they just are curious about those people naturally. I think that's what makes great leaders. But fundamentally, I think what you'll learn in a leadership role is you'll get a lot of operational chops that you wouldn't necessarily get as an individual contributor. Um, but if you know you're great with people and you want to learn operations or you love operations, or maybe you want to get into operations like sales operations or marketing operations, then leadership would be a good way for you to, to build some of those skills. Well, we're running short on time, so I have one, we have one last question for you, which is, if you had a blank check for SDR Nation, what would you do? How would you spend it? I'd love to be able to bring everyone together, assuming it's safe, and we're able to do so. Bring everyone together, you know, all 53 of our members, on an excursion, on a trip, on some sort of um, event where everyone can really get to know each other. You know, We're going to get to know each other well in our events, in Slack, etc., but um, to bring everyone together. We've got someone in the UK. We have people from all over the US, all over Canada, other places in Europe. And so to bring everyone together for a retreat would be uh, awesome and get to see everyone in person. Charlie, how would you spend the blank check? If I had a blank check, I would want to hire all the best coaches in the world, all the best SDR managers and, and buy that time uh, for the SDRs themselves. Well, I think it's a perfect way to wrap because my final, final question is if people do want to find out about membership or do want to become coaches for SDR Nation, what's the best way for them to do that? They can visit uh, SDRNation.com. We're certainly going to be sharing tidbits and, and good content as well with folks who are waiting to join. Um, and then for any prospective coaches, feel free to uh, message Charlie and I at Michael at SDRNation.com or Charlie at SDRNation.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on. And for the listeners, that was Michael Galliano, currently Senior Director of Sales at Hashtag Paid, and Charlie Locke, VP of Sales at Hi Mama. I'm sure you guys would appreciate LinkedIn connections too. So uh, thanks for being on today. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Hey, Salespeople is a production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan. Paige McCauley is our producer. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey Salespeople podcast.